welcome to Stops and Starts, a women's hockey podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Glavin, and this is episode five. I want to say thank you for listening, and if you like what you hear, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Podbean. On today's show, we'll do a brief college hockey update. I'll try to do just a gentle rant about USA hockey, nothing too extreme, I hope. Um, And then I will share three things that I would do if I were actually in charge of anything related to women's hockey. Um, Actionable things, not just like pie in the sky, start a WNHL, although I would do that if I could. Um, There wasn't a ton that happened in women's hockey this week, which is uh, why I'm doing something a little bit different. Um, But first, before I get to that, I wanted to just say also thank you to all my friends on Instagram who encouraged me when I shared that I was doing this podcast on my Instagram about a week ago. Um, It's just awesome to have people cheer you on and be in your corner and be excited for me when I'm doing something fun and new. So thanks, guys. Um, and probably the best thing was um, when a friend that I, I used to work with who I hadn't chatted with in a couple of years reached out and messaged me and just said, hey, I listened to a couple of your, your episodes. It was nice to hear your voice again. It was just kind of a reminder that even though we don't get to see some people or chat with people as much as we once did, that um, you know all these folks are we're still in each other's corner and still care about each other and uh, rooting for each other. So that was honestly one of the, the nicest things that happened last week was all that encouragement. So thanks, guys. Okay, so here's my gentle rant about USA Hockey. Um, and at one point, this wouldn't have been a gentle rant. Um, to get to the point, they, they still have not released their centralization roster for the women. Um, and I was all worked up about it. Um, but I, I've, you know, as one does, you, you rant and rave and then you calm down. So I'm a little bit calm for, for this. So this will be a gentle rant. Um, A, because I've calmed down, and B, because ultimately um, I think that the federations and fans and players, you know, we all need to work together. So we, we, we just can't be tearing each other down. But anyways, so the centralization roster is the 28 people from which USA Hockey will choose um, 23 people who get to go to the Olympics in 2022. Um, you know, as is the way in women's hockey, there's been a crazy past few months, like all sorts of off ice stuff going down, no actual hockey. No, that that's a rarity in women's hockey. Um, but, uh, you know, some, some crazy stuff went down. Um, and it's kind of less left us looking around, like who's on this roster, who's going to worlds, um, who's coaching, etc. So, um, on their website, USA hockey said way back in May, um, that they were like, oh, we're having a, a camp and uh, it's going to be at the beginning of June and then we're going to announce our centralization roster at the end of June. How did they say this? They're like, we expect to announce our roster in late June. Now, if you know me, I'm kind of a rigid person. So I'm like, oh, late June. Okay, that's probably like um, the 27th to the 29th of June. June 30th is the end of June. June 25th. 4 to 26th is the last week of June. So we could probably expect a roster from the 27th to the 29th. I'm just kind of uptight about that, like rigid, you know, so that's my expectation. USA Hockey set this expectation that they were going to announce who the 28 women were that will be on the centralization roster. Um, and it's not like it's all a foreclon for conclusion who's going to be on there because there was a whole bunch of crazy stuff that happened in the past couple months, which I'll get to in a minute. But anyways, you know me, so... 
late June rolls around, go to the USA Hockey website, they're announcing like, oh, here's some boys who are going to be in a junior showcase. Okay, whatever. June 30th rolls around. Here's our Holinka Gretzky Cup roster. More boys. I'm like, I don't even know what a Holinka Gretzky Cup is. Where's the roster for centralization for Olympics for the women? You know, it's June 30th. I'm uptight. We're at the end of June. July 1 rolls around. I'm like, maybe, maybe, maybe they're just waiting for a Friday, July 1st or 2nd. I kid you not, they told us, then they released information, USA Hockey, they released information. Here's 10 girls from the Minnesota U15 camp who get to try out for the U18 team. Oh my God, good for all these people. Remember your U.S. women's national senior team? Are you sending them to the Olympics? It's a week later. We still don't know who's on the centralization roster. Ah, What are we at here? July 8th, late June, sometime in July, what's the difference, right? Um, It's not like there was any drama that went down that makes us question who might be on this roster. Oh, wait. Remember back in like April when the coach quit because he didn't want to deal with wearing a mask or COVID requirements before he went to Canada for the world championships? So we got a new coach, then they canceled the world championships and then they announced that they were going to have another camp and choose a new roster oh and by the way somewhere in there Casey Bellamy one of the best defenders ever to play the game retired from Team USA which opened up another spot on the roster so it's not like this roster of 28 is a foregone conclusion oh and also by the way the coach that resigned was a guy from out east who doesn't coach college, who got replaced from a guy from the West who does coach college, so probably has a little bit of different perspective in terms of what players he likes and what players he's really seen a lot. So it would just be nice if we could get a roster from USA Hockey. It's only the senior women's national team, the most successful team that USA Hockey has ever had. But... Who knows what's going on? Maybe we'll get a roster tomorrow. Maybe they'll just send 25 ladies to uh, world championships and let us know who the coaches are and who's on the roster at that time in August. Who knows? But so that was kind of my rant about USA hockey. You know, just I recognize that they are a partner. There's no question they're a partner and they do a lot to like um, they do a lot for women's hockey, but it's always like, could, could they do better? And this was just an instance where I'm like, what are you guys doing? If you say you're going to release a roster in late June, when I come to your website in late June, again, nothing against the Holinka Gretzky cup roster, the junior showcase, the U18 girls. It's just, can we get a senior national team roster too? Um, you know, I think that there was broken trust with USA Hockey kind of when the issues of the past, the, the threatened boycott of 2017 came out, all this stuff. And, you know, there's been a lot of staff turnover since then. And you kind of just believe, oh, these folks that are in there now, they're on they're on women's hockey side. I know that they're going to help promote the game. They're going to help us take advantage of every media opportunity. They're going to make sure they're creating content. And it's just like, oh, I guess not. So, um 
Gotta look forward and just hope they release that information and, and promote this team like they ought to be. Um, but, uh, I don't know. So we'll see what happens there. End rant. All right. Moving on to what I would do if I were actually in charge of every, anything related to hockey instead of, uh, you know, just doing a normal, boring uh, job, uh, nine to five, working in business. But um, it's okay. I guess it allows me to do a silly little podcast. So, um, so I'll take it. But uh, if I were actually in charge of anything, three things that I would do. I would try to, first of all, let's talk about something to do with the pros. Um, for the pros and the national team, they are all trying to take advantage of the fact like that they have social media and they can um, show their personalities online and get followers and then get sponsors and um, actually fund themselves in playing hockey um, or attracting sponsors to their leagues. There's just this teeny tiny problem where there's no actual hockey clips that they share on their Instagram because I don't think they have access to any of their hockey clips. Um, And so what I would do if I were actually in charge of anything is I would make a U.S. Women's National Team Instagram account and I would just make sure that thing is absolutely loaded with highlights from, and I don't know how you would do this and how much money you would have to spend, but like clipped highlights of all the events that those guys play at that are a big deal. Um, So including Olympics and world championships. Um, And like, I know that's a big deal on the NHL side where like they don't want to go to the Olympics because they don't have the rights to like the highlights that result from all that footage. Um, But that just needs to get figured out on the women's side because like for the men, honestly, even though it sucks, it's not the end of the world because there's so much other footage of those guys playing hockey. So for example, if I close my eyes and think of um, Sidney Crosby, like I can picture him doing like lots of his um, iconic plays um, and injuries. I can just, yeah, injuries too. Um, But uh, because it's all, it just gets played so much that it's kind of just becomes part of the vision in your head even people who don't even really follow hockey I think can have these images of men playing hockey or whether it's LeBron playing basketball like they see it all the time so these guys don't even need social media accounts like I don't think Sidney Crosby even has a social media account LeBron has one but there's nothing on there of him playing basketball because there's so much other stuff out there of him playing basketball it's not necessary that's not the case for the women um if you actually attract if they actually attract some to their their social media it's great um but there's no hockey on there and there needs to be hockey on there because at the end of the day these guys aren't just like random influencers they're the best in the world at what they do and their social media accounts should reflect that so that um, the focus can be on hockey and driving attraction to the hockey and not just like, oh, Marie-Philippe Poulin, I hear she's an awesome hockey player. And then you go to her Instagram and it's like, it's great and everything, but it's like apple picking and boats and stuff like that, which is great. I'm sure that that draws a following. But I really, really, really think that we need to interject some hockey into all that stuff. Um, so the players don't really have control over that. But um, the federations, whether it's Canada or the United States, um, similar to what the soccer, the U.S. Women's National Team soccer team does, they could load up an Instagram um, with actual clips of these ladies playing playing hockey. Um, and then the ladies could, when 
when they are doing their social media thing, they could actually share it to their Instagram stories. Not perfect. Um, it would be even better if it was somehow completely open sourced and the players could get the footage actually on their social media feeds, I think. Um, but basically, we just need way more footage of like the players actually doing their thing. Um, um, that's just a weakness that is out there right now. I think if you go to a, a lot of these guys' websites, I mean, you see, or their social media feeds, you see them, the things that they're advertising and stuff, whether it's Lauren Gable and Under Armour or um, Sarah Nurse and Revlon or Casey Bellamy and Torch Pro or um, um, Hillary Knight and Red Bull. I mean, you see all that stuff, but what you really, what I really want to see is hockey, hockey content. And I think that, we really need to take strides in this area um, for our national team and professional players so that as they're all out there doing that thing, building their brand, um, the thing that is front and foremost is like, yeah, I'm a hockey player. I have all this personality and here's all these other aspects of my life that I'm choosing to share with you. But first and foremost, I'm a hockey player and that's what differentiates me. Um, so we need more hockey clips of the players online that they can share the people that are doing this the best right now um the nwhl stepped up their game recently um when discover it was sponsored by discover so they've got clips on theirs um and then um some of the conferences at the ncaa level are pretty good about getting highlights onto their their feeds but at the at the national team level like those ladies it's you wouldn't it's almost like you wouldn't know they're hockey players and that's craziness. So that's the first thing that I would do if I were in charge. The second thing that I would do, and to me, this is like even more exciting and possibly nerdy is, um, this one that I would do is more geared at, um, the college game. Um, we need a website for the women that is similar to college hockey Inc. Like they have on the guy's side. Um, and specifically, why we haven't needed it until now is because there was this really cool website called collegehockeystats.net and it basically had first of all it was very mobile friendly because it was um very like basic um it wasn't fancy but it had all the box scores all the teams all the leagues um all the coaches and it had the entire NCAA era for division one so it went back till 1999 and i think the ncaa era started in like 2001 on the women's side so it has all this history loaded in there you can find all the stats for the games um that happen um on game day you can go there and there'll be like a list of all the games that are happening and even like um what what the like what part of the game it's at and what the score is and you can like click in um and and see like the lineup so it's it had just like a ton of information sadly it was obviously a labor of love that somebody did i think all the teams basically submitted their data every weekend and um anyways sadly this website is going to remain active like not get taken down but they're not going to update it anymore which means um we need to find a new spot to go and get stats um, and box scores um, next year on the women's side. So um, what? So I, when I heard this was happening, I, you know, as one does, I went to the trusty message board and I was like, hey, where do you guys get your, your stats? 
because the one that I get, my stats is getting shut down. And people were like, oh my God, me too. And then this other person was like, oh, we can just get our stats from College Hockey Inc. Um, But this is where I see an opportunity for improvement. Let me tell you how this person says that they access the stats. So they, they shared, they're like, they're like, don't worry, you don't need college hockey stats. There's College Hockey Inc. And then they say, so you think in your mind, oh, okay, I'll go to College Hockey Inc., right? That's where I'm going to get these stats. But no, they're, the guy goes, weirdly, I can't link to their women's stats from there, even if I add the W into the URL. However, you can access the women's data via the conference advanced stats links. It says Hockey East, but it includes all conferences. Do you hear how dysfunctional this is? And do you hear how impossible it is to find the information about a sport and like attract fans and let anyone have any semblance of how to follow this sport? I mean, this person is telling me, okay, the data is from College Hockey Inc., which I'm going to talk about in a minute. Um, so the stats are from College Hockey Inc., but in order to access it, you don't go to College Hockey Inc. You actually go to a confer- conference website, which if you're new to hockey, I don't know how you would know the name of the conference website, but you go to this specific co- conference website. And then you also have to know that even though it says that it's just going to give you the data for Hockey East, actually all the data for all the conferences is there. I mean, this is craziness, right? So this person was just like, yeah, I don't care that college hockey stats is going away. This is what I use. He also happens to be a Hockey East fan. Here's another thing. I'm not a Hockey East fan. I'm a CHA fan. I don't want to go to Hockey East to get the data. This is craziness. Um, So we need a website that can house this information. The data is already out there. It just needs a website. So if I were in charge, I would get a website. Um, but and also the, the 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 shortfall of this particular data package that he's talking about, I couldn't find box scores on it. So maybe it's there. I couldn't find box scores or a list of all the games that are happening on a given day. So I feel like we're losing that functionality, but maybe I just need to look longer. But right now I feel like for box scores, you actually have to go to the team's website and drill down. So I just feel like we're taking steps backwards from when we had college hockey stats. Anyways, I had never gone to the College Inc. website. So um, I decided, okay, I'll go to the College Hockey Inc. website. And the reason I'd never been there was because it's it's for men's hockey. So I, I, re- I read up on what, what it is, okay? Um, and basically what it is, is it's pretty cool and we need the exact same thing for women's hockey. We literally just need a website. So if I were in charge, I would make this website. I would spend the money. I would contract somebody. I'd be like, make us a website. Give us a home for this beautiful data that already exists. So what is College Hockey Inc.? It was formed in 2009 in partnership with USA Hockey. It's a nonprofit. Um, College Hockey Inc. is a nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting Division I men's college hockey to prospective players and fans. (sighs) Okay. Of course. You know, I had seen this program called Chalky Inc. I had always seen advertisements for it on um, the NHL network. And um, you always see it whenever there's like international tournaments and stuff like that. And I never, ever, ever went to the website because I was like, oh, I I just, for starters, you could tell it was for men's hockey. Um, 
But I assumed that it was a startup silly me that somebody, some um, entrepreneurial person had put together and went on their way and and done. And I just figured it was like an advisory services for um, promoting college hockey to young hockey players so that they didn't go to the major junior route. um, And that the whole gist of it was just to like grow hockey in the USA. That was my assumption. And I was pretty accurate. But what I didn't realize was that it was in part, this, this cool website that houses all this data was created in partnership with USA Hockey. And basically it's funded by USA Hockey. And how does USA Hockey get the money for it? They get a grant from the NHL. So the most recent grant amount that I could find was $600,000. Um, and that's because they have people that work there that do like educational stuff. I don't even need the educational stuff. But if I were in charge, I would somehow get some money, maybe through the industry grant fund for the NHL, I'd get a bunch of money and I would like take this College Hockey Inc. website and I would duplicate it um, and make it a home for all the information that a person needs to follow Division I College Hockey. Um, I do not need the educational piece of it. Um, So I don't even think we would need staff. But uh, we need a freaking website because doing that thing about going to the Hockey East website and just somehow magically knowing that the data includes all conferences, I mean, that's just insane. Um, so so that's what I would do. And uh, I have to shout out, oh, I would, the one thing I would incorporate is um, we don't need like, you know, staff and stuff, but I can tell you that there's this other website called womenscollegehockey.org. And it's ran by a coach named Grant Kimball. And he like, basically, it's pretty cool. Every week he just puts out a ton of information about women's hockey. I would somehow incorporate that into this new website that I'm proposing if I were actually in charge of anything um, that houses the, uh, the stats data. Because how can you attract people to the sport and follow the sport if you don't have a place to to find the box scores and and follow the stats and see who the leaders are and figure out who's in what league and dig through the history of like who played for which team or who coached at which team and where did they go, et cetera. So we definitely need that. Um, And yeah, like I said, as a CHA fan, I just don't want to go to Hockey East or the WCHA to get all this data. No, thank you. Um, also, and then also it would be cool if it were, even if it were like housed at the College Hockey Inc. website, just because then whenever they advertise on the NHL network, they're kind of advertising for women's hockey too, because anyone who goes to that site could see that women's hockey is there too. So anyways, that's the second thing I would do if I were in charge for a day. Pretty busy, pretty busy day, obviously, you know, what with, uh, getting, a getting all the clips and everything for the, the, the national team to share on their sites, fixing college hockey stats problem. But no, I would do one more thing if I were in charge for one day. Um, I would, on the grassroots side, um, I would try to mimic something that I experienced when I enrolled my daughter in soccer. Um, so I would put someone in charge at USA Hockey whose job is basically to feed information to the member associations um, about the 
women's national team whenever they're doing stuff or going to be on TV. And at the member associations, so like the little town associations, I would make sure that there was somebody who is um, responsible for like receiving that information and then just has a process for blasting it out to the women's hockey, the girls' hockey people in the organization. So, for example, when um, my daughter was in AYSO soccer, um, which she's still in it, obviously, um, one day we just randomly got this email and it said, the Women's National Championship in soccer is happening tonight. It's on this channel. It's at this time. These are the teams playing. And then this one girl had happened to be through from our organize, excuse me, from our organization. Like I don't know when she was a little kid, she had moved away. But anyways, they were still like promoting this little this girl who had grown up and was now in the NCAA championship for soccer. I would never, in my wildest dreams, have known when the soccer NCAA championship happens, who's in it, what channel. I wouldn't have known any of that stuff. But just because there was actually a process in place for somebody to go send an email to an email list. I was able to turn it on and watch a little bit of it um, and expose my kid to a little bit of it. Um, If you don't know it exists, you cannot go take advantage of it. Um, So I, I think it would be helpful if there was somebody at USA Hockey who knows what's going on with the women's team, who actually has like a direct line to communicate with the member associations, um, relevant information. Um, and I think you could have a lot of fun with a job like that. Um, this is something that I think about doing if I actually, um, had time in my own way, like you could just dream up all these ways to promote women's hockey or girls hockey, I guess, in this situation at the grassroots level, um, and almost have like a toolkit and share it with whoever the designated person is at the member association. And then there's again, like referencing scope creep like don't overwhelm them but just say like challenge yourself to do one or two things off this list maybe even make it where like their organization can earn a grant or something if um if they do some of the stuff um and just see if you I mean you never know if it's gonna you know I think we always like to to measure success by well did it increase enrollment but um Maybe the success will come in other ways, even if it's not enrollment. Um, one of the things that I really think about a lot is um, when you walk into a hockey rink, is there like a bulletin board or something that makes it really clear that women's and girls hockey exists and is played there? Um, um, I can tell you that for starters, where I live in the Cleveland area, believe it or not, we do have um, a, a significant... Um, history of great girls hockey players coming from here and like long time women's hockey has been here Um, and just some people who have had like a tremendous impact on the game and yet when I walk into my local hockey rink um, there is nothing so my local hockey rink doesn't actually have a girls team um, but like there's, but there are girls that play on, on co-ed teams in that association, but you walk in that rink and there is nothing to indicate that girls play hockey. And on the flip side of it, um, there'll be like, I want to say three or four high school teams that call that rink home. And I'll always remember one year they had like put out 
banners. This is a thing that our high school does as well. Great, huge, supersized pictures of, of, of the players, right? Like huge. And they hang them from the ceiling. And remember, it's four teams about of high school teams that play at this rink. Four teams. So how many, call it 50, 15 on a team. Um, so about 60 images, 60 faces, great big posters, all boys. And when you walk into that rink, I mean, heck, I have a little boy. If, if he was on the hockey team, I would want his picture up there, of course. Understandable. Completely understand why that they would have this, all these images of these boys everywhere celebrating them as they should be celebrated. But at the same time, it was just like, wow, where are the girls, you know? So I think that it would be a fun thing to have somebody in your association and be like, look, your job if you're into it, is to maintain a bulletin board at our rink that celebrates girls hockey. You could put up a poster on it that has like a schedule for the local or nearby college team, whatever it might be, whether it's club, division three, um, division one. You could scour the internet and just put up an article once a month about a girls hockey player. You could figure out who the local like um, girl hockey players are that like went on to college or did big things in hockey. Um, so for example, this is wild. I was watching Blake Bolden's Instagram stories just the other day and I knew she was from Northeast Ohio. She was born in Euclid. Um, and, um, I think she eventually moved a little bit South cause she, she, she said she was talking about her first time in hockey. She goes, I went to the Macedonia, um, play it against sports and I'm like oh hey you know like that's literally our play it against sports before it moved um even closer to where we live now um so you know but I I don't think like when I walk into a rink around here they don't have posters up that are like celebrating Blake Bolden and like why not she's awesome she's breaking barriers she's doing great things she's carving out a career in in, in hockey um, as a woman who got her start here in Northeast Ohio, right? So just, again, that visibility. So if I were in charge of um, anything for a day, I would um, definitely be trying to work with the grassroots people, always making sure that USA Hockey is feeding information to them that they can then feed to their membership association, um, membership association, enrollees about like, hey, here's the women, here's where they're playing, here's how you can watch them. And oh, by the way, in the meantime, let's make sure that we're making girls hockey super visible in your rink. Um, so those are three things that I would want to do if I had, um, you know, actually was in charge of anything. But at the same time, you know, these are things that are in my head and just, uh, who knows, you know, you just never know when you'll have the time or opportunity to, um, make, uh, you never know when you'll have the time or the opportunity to, to kind of make a difference. And even no matter how small your little project is that you might do. Um, so, um, anyway, these are just things that I, things that I think about while I work on my spreadsheets, I guess. Um, now to wrap up my podcast for the day, I would be remiss if I did not mention the Stanley Cup final that concluded last night. Um, 
not the obviously not the greatest final um but at least it wasn't a sweep I, I would hate to see a sweep in the final somehow a sweep in the series leading up to them is fine um but I wouldn't want to see a sweep in the final um I was happy for David Savard even though it was bittersweet um you know watching watching him a former blue jacket on on the lightning and also watching Josh Anderson on the Canadians um I enjoyed watching them of course but um and I'm I'm glad that they were able to in David Savard's case win the Stanley Cup and obviously get an assist on that that game winning goal that was amazing and blue jackets fans know how um how much how valuable he was to to that uh team over the years um but I have to say like just this is an aside from the Stanley Cup it's I know they had the salary cap in the NHL but it sucks that there's certain teams that like teams just they cannot attract free agents and they can't retain even you know players that they had drafted or or previously traded for um so it's kind of tough cheering for for the for the blue jacket specifically when it just seems like the news is too often about a player that doesn't want to be there anymore so um you know bittersweet but still happy for for david savard um and I guess uh, the NHL will will keep ticking with their with their uh, whatever's next on their on their agenda. I guess it's probably the draft or the expansion draft, whichever. I wouldn't know which one comes first, but I'm sure that I'll hear about it. Um, so yeah, and then in in women's hockey, you know, we'll just uh, keep on waiting for that centralization roster. I think USA Hockey will release it eventually, um, even if I joked about them just rolling into Worlds with a with a roster that had never previously been released. So once that roster gets released, I'm sure we can have some fun with it, find out uh, what the changes were from the original 25-person roster that they had hoped to send to Worlds before Worlds got canceled. Um, and uh, curious to see who the the three extra people are that will get included for centralization and, and strive to make that roster um, as they go for their sixth straight gold medal at the World Championships in August in Calgary and as they look to repeat as uh, Olympic gold medalists um, at the Olympics in Beijing in 2022. So... I'm sure a week from now there will be more for us to chat about or more for me to chat about. Thanks for listening to me uh, chat today about my my gentle rant towards USA Hockey, who I know is ultimately a partner and is going to help drive this thing forward. And thanks for listening to me as I daydreamed about three things that I would change if I actually were in charge for a day. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you.